0: Been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Bitch, I cannot believe you're making me do this by myself this week. Just kidding. Good luck moving and pray for our listeners. Hey guys, so welcome back to Figuring It Out with Grace and Kaylee, except for today. Sadly, we have no Kaylee. She is busy moving, which is apparently something we both felt so compelled to do this year. (laughs) So rightfully so, she's taking some time to get situated and settled. So I'm just hopping on here to do a mini bonus episode for you guys this week. And honestly, this week was kind of cool because we are celebrating our 30th episode and i could celebrate every episode that we drop just because i'm so proud of us for for doing this and learning and laughing and continuing to be committed to building our relationship with you guys and we're so happy that you're here so in honor of 30 i am going to share what i'm calling life altering thoughts So we've talked about journaling a lot on this podcast, and for me, every time something pops into my head, I jot it down, and these are some that really stuck with me throughout my 20s. I'm also turning 30 this year, so yeah, let's just dive into it. I am going to share some shit that resonates and has stuck with me, and my therapist confirms they're all right, (laughs) So I feel safe to share with you guys. Let's fucking hit it. Numero uno. Life's fragility shouldn't scare you. It should empower you. I use this thought when I get angry. So when I catch myself getting mad at anyone, but we'll use my partner as an example, I have to practice this specifically Is this argument worth it if we both didn't wake up tomorrow? It's just never worth it. Never worth it. I will caveat to say you need to communicate what you need and your boundaries and your frustration. And having a healthy conversation, even if it's a fight, is absolutely necessary. But when a conversation turns from being an argument to being sourced from a place of anger, that's when you got to just like shut it down, stop yourself. There is nothing more precious in this life than time. And you have to allow that to empower you to be the best version of yourself. Number two, when I catch something taking me out of my vibration, I have to focus on coming to peace with it and or just remove it from my eyesight immediately. So a few things. I'm always talking about vibrations and I realize not everyone's on that train with me. For those that don't resonate with your frequency or your vibration, think about it as like your place of peace. So I am operating from a specific place of peace where I'm at my highest best self. Some days my best self is not as great as the day it was before. It just changes with your environment, what you're dealing with, your emotions. So our goal in life is just to be our best selves, right? So when I'm at my highest vibration or I'm operating in my vibration, it's just me referring to being at my optimum self. So with that, this really resonates to me when I start experiencing jealousy. I so desperately want to be a person that just doesn't have that Emotion, I think jealousy is just like cringy and gross and evil and just blah. But we're human and it's life, and we are jealous on social media. We are jealous of others' opportunities and experience. We can be jealous in friendships and relationships with our partner. And I just don't tolerate it with myself. It doesn't mean I don't experience it. It's just that I won't, I won't entertain it. So when jealousy hits for me, I immediately have to remove it. And if I can't remove it, then I have to find a way to come to peace with it. So for example, if I'm following an Instagram account that maybe it's like a travel blogger and she's constantly traveling and I haven't been able to plan a trip for several months for whatever reason, and I start to be like, Wow, why isn't my life like that? Then it's a quick unfollow or maybe just a mute until I come to a better place because I like the content, right? Now, if it's someone in your life and you can't really like remove that person, trying to think of an example because honestly, I really don't have many as I always remove it. (laughs) Actually, should I do have an example? And I will not say it's necessarily jealousy, but I have gotten into a fight with a friend, like a near dear, dear friend who is still in my innermost circle of trust, where we just weren't, we weren't operating well together. We were not seeing eye to eye. We had hurt on both sides. We weren't valuing, we, we just were being shitty friends, I think in general. And this person came to me and was just like, I need space from you. I just can't, I don't want to build resentment for you. And so I have to take a break from this relationship. I was devastated. I didn't take it well. And in the moment I was like, fine, fuck you, bye. In hindsight, I am really proud of my friend for coming to me bravely and having the strength to have that really hard conversation because the result was we became even better friends. This person's still in my life. I love them beyond words. So that's a way that you can temporarily remove it if you're brave enough to have really tough conversations with people you love, which we hope at figuring it out you are, but sometimes it's hard. So if you can't remove it, coming to peace with it means meditating, journaling, practicing honesty, being vulnerable, with those emotions, even if that peace just means like sitting with it, which can feel incredibly uncomfortable. And it's like the least desirable feeling. If you or anything in your environment is disrupting your peace and making you operate out of vibration, get, get rid of it. Just fucking bye. Number three, and I touched on this meditation will solve I know it's hard to believe because that's like a cure all and that's a pretty bold statement, but essentially what I'm trying to say and what I've learned is having deep and long conversations with yourself is the key to getting unstuck or unfucked period. We are constantly sourcing outside opinions for our life choices. And we're never taking the same amount of energy and asking ourselves how we really feel about it. So I challenge you, if you are someone in a place where you're like, I don't really know what the next step is. I'm not really sure where life is going, or if I want to do X, Y, and Z, sit with yourself and meditate. Even if it's just finding a quiet 15 minutes, I I do 10, like 10 minutes in the morning, I sit down. I don't like guided. It's helpful for people getting into it. I just like the gong sounds and I have 10 minutes with myself to do deep breath work. And then also like let my mind explore topics that maybe i have been suppressing. It's surprising to me the things that come up when I'm meditating and things that I'm really able to see much more clearly when I just give myself the space to talk to myself. Number four, curiosity is one of the key ingredients to success. If you are not a curious person and you're not asking questions or learning from other people, you need to ask yourself why and need to start mixing it up right now. So... I think we've all heard the lame saying that rings true. of You need to be a sponge in any situation. You need to absorb from others. When you start thinking you're the smartest person in the room is when you'll start to fail. I have learned through trial and error that being a curious person and really engaging with other people and not and humbling myself and just listening more than speaking is Something that's helped me get ahead and that is professionally and personally and like developing relationships and community around me. So I think when we start to have a defined opinion on something is really when we're starting to do a disservice to ourselves. I think you have to look at yourself as like a liquid person. And so you're allowed to have a concrete opinion on something, but that opinion is allowed to change when you receive new information. So we're just constantly remaining curious and evolving. I think curiosity, success, evolving, they all hang under the same umbrella. So yeah, if you find yourself in environments and you're not asking a lot of questions, I mean, if you're an introvert and you just prefer to listen, that's cool too. You don't need to ask, but if that's just not a part of your practice, when you are speaking with someone, start making it a goal. Like every conversation I have, I'm going to ask that person one question about themselves or about a topic that they're an expert on. You know, I think being successful is essentially about relationships. And so I think this is a really good practice that I've built into my life. And I think that everyone could benefit from. Number five, we have to practice celebrating progress and awareness over perfection. Oh, this one hits hard for me. (laughs) I am a perfectionist. I don't know many people that like to do things that they stuck at, suck at. I think it's easy to enjoy participating in hobbies and activities that we feel confident in. It's really hard to start from ground zero and build your way up. But if you are not willing to be a humble beginner, you will never be a wise expert. It's time to celebrate baby steps. And what that looks like is, like I know for this podcast, Kaylee and I sat Super, super tiny micro goals, constantly changing these goals. And every time we hit one, it's like we celebrate. We make it a point to make it a big deal. We're congratulating each other. We're treating ourselves like it's just allowing ourselves to start to learn to like the process. So it's creating that habit or mindset that like I get to celebrate so many little wins that reaching the finished goal doesn't feel as daunting. So I think that can be incredibly helpful too. Six, know when it's time to walk away. This one's hard. Know when it's time to walk away from friendships, from relationships, jobs, belief systems. This will be one of the hardest things you will ever have to do, but not doing it will be a detriment to you. And how do you know when it's time to walk away? If you're spending time in this Relationship, job, belief system, and you're feeling more miserable than you are happy at any given time, it's time for you to walk away. If your anxiety is screaming at you, just sounding the alarm systems, telling you something is up, something is off, it's time for you to walk away. If you have tried to create boundaries or be honest and that's been rejected from the other party, it's time for you to walk away. If you've outgrown someone and your lifestyles just don't mesh anymore, it's time for you to walk away. When I say walk away, it doesn't mean that there's like this dramatic or nasty ending or harboring resentment or negative feelings, like not at all. It's simply you honoring yourself first And knowing that this relationship, job, belief no longer serves you and you will choose you no matter what. I have ended relationships and friendships and left jobs. I've done a lot of walking away and partially because I just didn't have any other choice. Like my anxiety is a tool that I've learned to use because it will be debilitating for me until I choose to like resolve the situation and how do I figure out what that is or how do I have those moments of clarity I meditate bitch (laughs) okay (laughs) number seven be incredibly intentional and specific on how you word things or say things to someone because that will make or break how a moment will go as an emotional person it's really easy for me to speak off the cuff it's even easier when you're having a, a moment with someone and they invoke emotion into you or evoke. Is it invoke or evoke? I don't fucking know. <laughs> they, they create emotion in you. It's really easy to speak off the cuff. It's really easy to be speaking from a place of emotion. It's just not the way you're going to win ever. You yourself won't win. The other person won't win. It's just A really easy way to get nothing accomplished. So I work really, really hard at framing everything I say from a place of love. I also ask myself if I heard this, like, how would that make me feel? I think if you operate from a place of, are my intentions pure? Is what I'm saying truly reflecting how I feel without hurting the other person? Am I being honest? Am I being pure? Like, I think all of those things are things that I think about before I speak on something that matters to me. It doesn't mean I'm sitting in day-to-day conversation having all these thoughts with myself, but it's become such a pattern and habit for me through work and through my personal life that it's just easy for me now to speak from a place of love, considering the other person that I'm inviting into this space, this conversation. And also like with the resolution or the outcome in mind, something I learned in the training at work, which is like training at work, but they talk about conflict a lot. And if you can't decide what the resolution is that you're looking for before you have a conversation with someone – then like, it's just not worth the conversation. And sometimes that means like, hey, this is something that's really bothering me and I really want a resolution, but I understand the person or the party that I'm dealing with and me talking about it with this person, they're not in the space to be able to have this conversation with me. So it's just not worth having the conversation. And sometimes that can be really hard, but it will benefit you in the end. Number eight, it is okay to not be okay. If you're even in a space where you're willing to acknowledge that sentence alone, then that's enough. That means you're not floating into the abyss of the unknown. You're just not quite ready to swim yet. Kaylee and I have talked a lot on this podcast about mental health and what it means to us and our personal journey. I just, it's something that I still have to be reminded of by people that I love when I'm just, I feel like I'm drowning sometimes like, oh my gosh, you know, like shit's bad and I can't swim out of it. And I feel myself slipping. People that I love get to remind me, like, it's okay to not be okay. Having the awareness of where you're at is the only step that matters. I think that if you are in a place where you're feeling miserable and you're not willing to like say, I'm just not okay, then that's step number one. And then once you're there in the awareness of like, I'm not okay, but I know that I'm not okay, and so now I'm willing to have deep, intimate conversations with myself, making plans, making habits that are going to help me get out of wherever I am, get me unstuck and unfucked. Number nine, you've got to trust in your relationships enough to disappoint people. I feel like this is a recurring theme I've talked about, so obviously I've learned a lot about relationships and like friendships throughout my 20s, but I had this beautiful conversation with the most amazing person in my life, my sister, who is just such a wise soul beyond her years and years. <laughs> I remember one time I was telling her that I was having a lot of anxiety because I had to say something incredibly honest to someone that I loved and I knew they were going to be mad at me or upset or frustrated. And I was projecting and, and using letting anxiety run my mind of, all the things that potentially could happen from that conversation without having any like concrete or like substance and reality on them. And she so simply put it to me where she's like, You've got to trust in your relationships enough to disappoint people. You know, if you don't think your relationship will survive this one conversation, then how is it supposed to survive the test of time? I was like, Damn, she's right. Trust in your relationships enough to be honest. And if you're not in a safe space where you feel like you can't be honest, you need to look within yourself and you also need to look at that relationship and take stock because you only, we only here at Figuring Out want to surround ourselves with people that we're willing to be honest with and like grow and go the distance with. I have had hard conversations with everyone in my inner circle about different things and different points of life. I have fought with many of them, but love is stronger and- When you love someone, you find a safe space and you work your way through it. Choose yourself. Number 10, never quit. Period. I, again, wish Kaylee was here for this one because when I think of people that never quit, I think of Kaylee. Kaylee is a set, just a source of strength for me in all aspects of life. We're both people that we go zero to hundred when we commit to something, we commit to it fully and her showing me what it really looks like to show up every single day and never quit on yourself has given me such an inspiration to replicate and do the same. We started this podcast and it really was for us. Our goal obviously was to help anyone along the way and learn together and grow together and we promise each other that no matter what this experience was we would never quit and if it meant falling flat on our fucking faces we would do it together but I am so proud of us and also I'm just so happy I'm so happy to be here with you guys so never quit never quit on yourself. And most importantly, I love you guys. And I look forward to getting back to the regularly scheduled program next week. Until then, thank you for hanging out with me. And I hope that one of these 10 things resonated with you. And if you ever need to talk about any of them, or if you have any questions, never, ever hesitate to reach out to me. Love you guys. And I'll see you next Wednesday. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode and please, if you have not already like subscribe, rate and review, you can also watch the full episode on YouTube at figuring it out, underscore G K your support means the absolute world to us. And we look forward to seeing you guys next Wednesday.